It's a Houston and Baylor something. No. Too bad know. it's not lacrosse. Lacrosse is I'd like to watch lacrosse again. That shit was hilarious. Kill the man with the ball. Except for you get a stick. <laughs> and you can beat the hell out of somebody, apparently. Like, I don't even understand who came up with the concept of lacrosse. They're just like, yeah, let's go out here and fling a ball around on the end of a stick and if you have the if you have the ball in your stick then we get to hit you with our sticks and get you to drop it <laughs> well i don't know what we're watching we're it's, watching it's like i don't know how, how many points did you score yesterday oh i don't keep count of how many points i score i keep count of how many concussions i caused <laughs> <laughs> and i caught i got three of them last night nice well, you've made it to the Shays Lounge. Thank you for joining us for another week. Uh oh. Oh, and it's Houston and Baylor are going to overtime. Uh oh. And they are in Baylor because I recognize that river because we used to kayak down that river. Yeah. I've never seen the inside of that stadium, but it's a nice stadium. It's a real nice stadium. Yeah. So this is. What was a. Uh, because uh, Moltres, that was the uh, legendary boss in. Pokemon Go, wasn't it? One of them, yeah. Because I know that right there next to that stadium is where we did our first Moltres raid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they have they have a big full life-size statue of RG3. Which I guess he's the reason they have that stadium. It's because he was so damn popular. Yeah. Too bad he got to the NFL and sucked it up. Well, I mean, you can't, you can't plan for things like a knee injury, and that's what happened to him. And I, I really kind of feel bad for him because he could have been something special. Well, I mean, college, being good in college does not always translate over to NFL. And sometimes being mediocre in college, I mean, look at Tom Brady. He was, like, drafted way late when he was drafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even Patrick Mahomes was the first quarterback drafted when he got drafted. Has there ever been a first-round draft pick who's actually – been worth a shit oh i'm sure there has but it seems like okay like ryan leaf i think that year he was drafted he was drafted the same year peyton manning was and he mm-hmm. went before peyton well i knew peyton manning was kind of down down in the numbers as far as like the draft was concerned no he, he was wasn't like, that far down but he was he was definitely not first no ryan leaf was taken before him and ryan leaf just sucked it like he was like the biggest flop ever i think that was kind of cool, though, though. I was thinking about football, though. I was looking up some uh, football stuff the other day, and I didn't realize, like, Jim Brown is noted for, like, one of the best running backs ever, right? Okay. In his entire career of being a running back in the NFL, you know what it means by, like, being tackled for a loss, right? Yeah, it means you're, you're tackled before, you, before get, you get to you know, the line of scrimmage. As a running back. Yeah. You know how many times that happened to him in his entire career as a running back? How many times? Once. Jeez. Yeah, one freaking time. Yeah, that's a that's a good damn running back. Or he had a good offensive line, one of the two. Well, it, that has to be a combination of the two. Because I don't care how good of a running back you are, if you don't have an O-line that can make holes and block people for you, it don't matter how good you are. Yeah, because you're not going anywhere. Because like I'll never forget the year that Emmett Smith won it. And then he just sat there and... Like the year that he won the uh, the trophy for the running backs or whatever, or the MVP or whatever trophy or award he won that year, mm-hmm. all of his offensive linemen 
he bought every one of them a fucking brand new Rolex. Well, he would he straight up to. said, and was like, yeah, this is my award. He said, but those guys, I, that's what I respect about him because he said, I couldn't have done it without a single one of them. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, look, look at look at how well. Um, it's like Baylor's about to win it already. Second goal. Well, yeah, but they got a player down. Um, <clears throat> look at how well um, Dallas is doing this this season as far as their offensive line. They're getting a lot of yards out of it. Yeah. Because that offensive line is able to just kind of push their way wherever they need to go. But yeah. <sighs> yeah. Who do they play tomorrow? I don't know. Oh, I know who they play tomorrow. Who they Dallas? Get, they they're playing the Eagles, tomorrow. aren't they? Yeah, they're playing the Eagles tomorrow. Oh, one of my friends has been talking shit all day about the Eagles because the Eagles are sitting there going, we're going to whoop the Cowboys and blah, 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 blah. The Eagles have been to the Super Bowl one time, and they're sitting there fronting on Dallas, who has been there I don't know how many times, a bunch of times, and sitting there trying to talk about how they're the best team. Well, well they're the best team this year. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you won't have a bad day playing against Dallas. I mean, yeah. you saw what happened. Was it the Jets where they put up 40 points? The Jets are not a bad team. Yeah, they, they put up a shitload of points against several teams this year. I mean, it, you really can't count the Cowboys out until they're out of the playoffs. You just, you just really can't. And I know I'm sounding like a diehard fan. This is going to be our year. Like, you know, I get that. But really, you can't count the Cowboys out until they're out because they always do weird stuff that surprises you. They win games that they're not supposed to win, and they lose games that they should have easily won. They're they're a team of contradictions. What? You're saying the Cowboys happen to win tomorrow? They'll be six and two, and the Eagles will be seven and two. Dang. Oh, because the Cowboys have had a bye week. You better run, Baylor. Oh, and he got it. He barely got it. It's whoever scores first, right? I think it's whoever scores first, whoever scores a touchdown. If you score a touchdown, it's over. If you get an extra – if you get a field goal, then the other team gets a chance, I think. Or is it a defensive – a defensive – no, because I heard them say – Well, if there's a defensive score, it's automatically over, too. Yeah. Okay, so he didn't cross. He was down before he crossed. Barely, though. Oh, what is that, half a yard? Yeah. What? So I know, I mean, I guess I know why they do everything in round yards because it's just easier to calculate it that way. But these balls don't go round yards. Why do they Why do they go to the nearest yard marker? Do they pull it back or do they give you the benefit of the doubt and go to the next one? They don't give it. They don't move it forward or back. They put it right where the ball was down, right where the ball was at when you went down. They don't put them at the hash marks? No. I thought they put them at the hash marks. No. You got to look at me like that. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, like, right now, it's not at the hash mark. No, it's not. Well, that, I knew it's – oh, and look, they just took it back a yard, too, because it was at the half yard, and now it's at the yard and a half. Oh, that guy just encroached. No, nope, he got back, so. There they now go. he went in untouched. Yep. That's a score. So it looks like Baylor has won the game. I'm nice. assuming in college, do they both get a chance, or? I do you remember when you had me name off the teams and their mascots, and I was able to do it with the NFL? If you had me do that with college, oh, I couldn't tell you any of them. Nope. 
I, I don't Houston? have. Houston's are the they're the Cougars, aren't they? I, you went to Houston. I didn't. I have no idea. That's the Baylor Bears. I think the Houston. Yeah, I think U of H are, are the Cougars. Yep. See, you just set up there. Cougars. Cougars. They're okay. The Cougars. <laughs> so there are a bunch of middle-aged women looking for young guys. Yes. Well, that that tracks for Houston. True. <laughs> what are we talking about today? We've talked enough about sports. Ah. Ooh, is that wine good? It is. You spilled it all over the place. Just a little bit. What are we talking about today? I don't know. I mean, nothing's really been going on. Just working a lot. I do have to go into work at least probably three days early this next week. Because you're... To cover from a boss that's going to be in Memphis. That should make you feel good. That's why they made you the driver lead. So I'll be covering for him. Because he'll have to leave at 6 Monday morning to get to Memphis by 8. Because that's when he said he wants to be there. And I come in at 6. I usually get there a few minutes early anyway, so it should be yeah. fine. And then, Except for this morning. You didn't get there a few minutes early. No, a few minutes late. <laughs> and then, uh... <laughs> You're supposed to wake up at 3. To be to work To be to work at 4. And I happened to wake up because the dog woke me up. And it was like 4.10. It was 4.08, exactly. Okay. I knew it was real close to four ten, and, and I looked at the I looked at the my watch, and I looked at you still in bed with me, and I was like, "Are you going I think to work?" He's supposed to go to work. <laughs> so I like reached over and tapped you, and 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 asked you if you're supposed to go to work, and then you you like shot out of bed like you'd been scalded. It was funny. Yeah, and like because the way I was sleeping, my arm wouldn't work, so I couldn't like. <laughs> lift my hand up to unlock my phone. It was like I had a little limp hand. And I was like, shit, I couldn't get my hand to hit the phone right to unlock it. And so I handed her the phone. I was like, here, unlock this fucking phone. I can't use it. She's like, what? I said, my fingers aren't working. Unlock the phone. And I said, all right, now call him. Call Don. Call Don. And put it on speaker so I can talk to him. And he was just like, oh, okay. I just figured you'd just decide to take the day off and you'd call me later and let me know. It's like, no, boss, I'm coming in. Don't I'm worry. I'm coming in. I just woke up late. <laughs> like I said, Saturdays is completely voluntary for me anyway, so it's not like anything would happen if I didn't come in. Yeah. But they just always just ask me, hey, if you're not going to come in, though, just let us know ahead of time so we can and plan you, for it. You always have. I mean, yeah. so, but they like it when you come in on the weekends. Well, yeah, but especially when it's his weekend to work because he just stays in the office and doesn't do anything. Well, he doesn't have to do anything. Well, he knows. Well, he knows I don't want him to. (laughs) I want him to stay out of the way. It's like, please just go sit over there with your coloring book. Yeah, we actually bought him a coloring book one weekend just so he could sit there and color and stay out of the way. (laughs) That's good that you have that good that good of a relationship with your boss, (laughs) so he doesn't get busy when you do stuff like that. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I guess in college football it's different because it looks like because they're kicking the extra point, and if it was over as soon as they scored a touchdown, then there'd be no no need to even try to kick the extra point. Right. So that must mean that both teams get to get the ball at least once. And is there is there a clock on this? Or is it a certain number of plays? 
or is it just whoever scores? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, I know the rules of college football <coughs> and the rules of, like, NFL football are a little different. Because I remember um, there was – and the only reason I know this is because I was watching the game when it happened. I just wish I could remember which player it was. He hit the ground. He had the ball, hit the ground, rolled – stood up and spiked the ball because he had just come from playing in college and anytime you hit the ground in college you're down whether somebody touches you or not right in the nfl it's not like that no you You have to be touched and so he spiked the ball and then the other team got it and ran it for a touchdown because he was he was not thinking and i cannot remember who that was i don't have sheldon cooper's eidetic memory so i can't remember stuff like that (laughs) <laughs> that's okay though oh uh, <laughs> I found out some <laughs> some good news today <laughs> and it made me laugh um, they sent out a sales update at, oh. at my second job at the car rental place they sent out a sales update for the month of October to see who was in first second and third as far as the sales were concerned and you had to do a certain number of tickets it wasn't like you could do one ticket with a sale on it and that got you in first place that's not you know like you have to do a certain number of tickets i think it's like 50 tickets or something like that but um for the month of october i ended up in first place (laughs) in sales which is hilarious because i only work like what eight hours a week (laughs) Yeah, two days a week. <laughs> I work two days a week, four hours a shift, and that's it. And I still finished in first. I know that made Gary mad because he, he he's honestly the best salesperson that they have up there, and he really should win every single time. But he, he he's up there all the time, and so the number of tickets versus number of sales, it washes out a little bit closer, whereas I'm not up there very often. So if I get you know, a sale on 10 out of 20 tickets, that's a higher percentage than what he's got. Yeah. And so it makes it look better for me. <laughs> on top of that, the uh, the sales goal is uh, six, $6 is what you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. That's what they want you to be above. But you have to be above four. They need, They would like you to be above six. I was the only one under the month of October that was above six. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that that just means that you've... So, in relation to the number of tickets that you have, your dollar amount is higher because it divides it out amongst all the tickets that you have and um, divides out that dollar amount. So, you want the dollar amount to be as high as possible. Right. So, I finished. In, in fact, it might, it might even... We have a thing called The Matrix... Um, which is they judge you off of several categories. Sales is one of those categories that they judge you off of. And the top two people on that specific matrix get to go to an elite event, which means you get to be taken out on the company's dime uh, to eat or to go play top golf or, you know, just like they do like little events and stuff for the elite people. And uh, they have different categories. They have the um, the area managers have their own matrix. Branch managers have their own matrix. Um, assistant managers have their own matrix. And I'm a CXR, a customer service person. And so I have my own matrix. Right. So with me finishing so high in sales this month, it probably means I'm going to be on the matrix pretty high. 
I may even win my category. So we'll see. Pretty damn cool, considering you don't work so little. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. I'm freaking good at what I do. Well, like I told you before, I don't think many of them have ever came from a another location where a non-airport location to where they're actually trained how to sell. Mm-hmm. And I was trained how to sell. And I'm freaking good at it. And I don't know. I, 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 can, I can talk people. Oh, there he goes. I can talk uh, people. He fumbled in the end zone? Yep. But he should have been down once yeah. you crossed the end zone, though. Um, I can talk people into buying stuff. It's crazy. I can talk you into buying damage waiver. Yeah. Although, honestly, if you've got the car for five days or less, get the damage waiver. It's it's going to add some to your bill, but it's worth it. Because if you wreck that rental car, it's expensive. <laughs> and people don't know. And I, I think I've told you this, but I've started started telling people this. And it's, it's like a, a good incentive. If you wreck a rental car and it goes to the shop because of something you did, you have to keep renting it from us until it's out of the shop. Yeah, because you can't make any money off of it. Yeah, and your insurance company will not pay for that rental cost. So, did the ground call us a fumble on that one? That's what it looked like. So that's not a recoverable ball, is it? I don't think so. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what the... I don't know. He may have lost it. He <clears throat> lost control before he crossed. That's going to be a fumble. Yeah, I think he fumbled it and it was recovered. If it's recovered in the end zone by the other team, that's a safety, right? Yes. Okay, it's like two points, right? Okay. And then they also get the ball. Well, I don't know if it, no, I don't, no, that's not a safety. That's like a, it's like a touchback. So what is it? So, but that means they get the ball. They get the ball at like the twenty or the twenty-five, whatever it is in college. Okay. Well, anyway. Andy, who? <laughs> we saw the cutest little house today. We did. Oh, and I was thinking about that. No, no, go ahead. I'm gonna add to it. Well, ahead. yeah. Well, it and I say little. It's not little. No. Uh, so over where. Aaron's person lives. Significant other. Right. Boyfriend, girlfriend. Person. Anyway. Um, Going toward that person's house, there is a house that's for sale over there in that little neighborhood. And it's a cute little neighborhood. You know, lots of hills, you know. Everything's real hilly. Um, But it's a cute neighborhood. And um, the, the house is for sale. It says it's got a new price. <laughs> and I was curious. And I was like, okay. Because we can't afford anything in this area. And this neighborhood is what? Half a mile from where we live right now? Yeah. Normally, houses in this part of town start at three fifty to 500000 Yeah. And we can't afford anything close, close to, to that. that. <laughs> You need to come way down on the price, sir. <laughs> well, this one said it had a new price. And so I um, um, I called the realtor and she didn't, didn't answer, but she called me back. And uh, 
so I asked her about the house and it's close to what we can afford. Right. It's close to what we can afford. Um, it's not exactly what we can afford, but it's pretty close. And she said they had already reduced the price once and they're trying to get out from under it. So it's possible they would be open to negotiation. And I think we're going to have to go in there with a serious negotiation to be able to afford it. Right. But it's a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half-bath house that's a little over 2,200 square feet. It's a two-story house with a two-car garage. It's got a, not a big backyard, but it's... But it's a fenced-in backyard. It's a fenced-in backyard. We could have the dogs back there. Um, it's on a hill. My God, it's on a hill. <laughs> side of a fucking mountain is what it looks like it's kind of built into the side of a hill but um and yeah like to go down um to go down to get the mail you basically have to go down this sheer step in the front (laughs) to get down to the mailbox and you have to climb all those steps back up there and uh but what i was going to say now i'm not expecting this to work out okay i'm trying not to get my hopes up but if it does for some reason I don't even want to let the kids know until it happens. Yeah. And we start packing up, and they're like, what are we doing? We're packing up. We're going to move. Yeah. We got a different place. And then we take them over there. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what I'm looking forward to is that the other child that we have acquired, (laughs) we can let her have her own room. Yeah. That would be awesome. And I know she would be so appreciative. Because she could decorate it however she wanted. Yep. Yeah. Have room for her own stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That'd be kind of neat for yeah. her, I think. It'd be very, very neat. And uh, so, I've, I'm going to call the bank. We're going to go look at it on Tuesday. I, well, try to. We're going to try to look at it on Tuesday. But um, I'm going to call the uh, bank this, this week and see what we have to do to, like, get that ball rolling as far as, like, being pre-qualified and everything. Um, we're just going to have to see because right now our credit is trash. <laughs> and we've been working on it, but that's a slow, that's a, that's a, a slow process. So Houston went for two instead of kicking the extra point, and now they just won the game 25-24. to 24. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know Baylor is upset. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. But anyway, I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying not to get my hopes up with the house. But it sure would be neat if it worked out. Sure would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm anxious to see what the inside of it. The rest of the, we we went up and kind of peeked through one a couple of the windows that we could get to. But from what we could see, it looks pretty cute. Yeah, I like the flooring at the bottom floor. And the backsplash on the on the kitchen. I don't know if you saw the uh-huh. backsplash, but it's it's like um. How do I describe this backsplash? It's clear stones. Little rectangular stones. You kind of getting what I'm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just clear rectangular or, or not clear. They're clear, but they're different colored, and and they're in there together in, in little little offset patterns on the rectangular pieces. I don't know if I'm describing that well enough, <laughs> but it was a cute backsplash. I thought it was cool. And it has a, an actual formal dining room, so we can actually have the kitchen table. <laughs> Instead of having it in storage, we can actually have it somewhere, which is nice. Yeah. What are we going to do for furniture? 
I don't know. Because we just gave up half our furniture. <laughs> just have to get some more furniture. It'll be all right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll just, we, can, we can do without a whole bunch of furniture for a little while. We oh, don't have yeah. to fill the house up. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves on this. Yeah. But it, it sure would be nice if it worked out. So, you know, keep your fingers crossed. If you pray, go ahead and pray. Like, that's fine. I don't mind. And just see if we can make this work. Yep. Um, Clock's roll back an hour tonight. Is it tonight? Yep. Ugh. Did she gain an hour? You do gain an hour. The clock roll back. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. I said at least you gain an hour. So you get an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, I know. I wish I would just freaking leave it though. Just, right. just leave it alone. Pick like I don't even care which one they pick. Just, just fucking pick one and leave it alone. And leave it. Stupid. There's no point in it. They were gonna do that last year, but they couldn't agree to wit if they were gonna go with daylight savings time or standard time, and so it just it just died. So dumb. How is that not a bipartisan issue is what I want to know. How is that not something that we can get everybody to agree on? 99% of Americans want to end this bullshit with the clocks. 99% of them. At least. And these jackholes in Congress can't even get together on something that brings everybody together. It's like just freaking pick one. All the Houston fans were holding up the shocker. Why are they holding up the shocker? I don't know, but they were all doing the two in the pink and one in the stink thing. <laughs> they were doing this a second ago. Is that is that a cougar thing? I don't know. <laughs> that seems kind of dirty. <laughs> I was like, do they know what that is? They're all just standing out there going, shocker, shocker. Maybe Look, all the all the players see? are doing it too. See. Well, but they they don't have their fingers together though. They're just kind of holding them out. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a three thing, or maybe it's a I don't know. Because isn't that seven in sign language? Uh-huh. I don't. Anyway, I don't. <laughs> I think that's seven in sign language. They're not holding. They're not. That's not the shocker because your fingers have to be together for that to be the shocker. I'm just saying. They they have their fingers apart. That's got to be some like I don't know like a cougar claw or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to be. <laughs> well, Houston won. Arkansas beat Florida. Yep, in overtime. Which, in overtime, which we're not expecting that because, you know, I, I I don't watch college sports, but I know about Arkansas, and Arkansas sucks. They are terrible every year. Even even diehard Arkansas fans are like, yeah, this team is horrible. <laughs> They're all awful, awful players, and they lose. They're like two and six or something like that. Well, they're three and six now. Now they're three and six. <laughs> <laughs> but they beat Florida, and Florida was like, they were, they were what, the five opposite. and two? They were like the opposite. Now they're six and three now. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I have got some, um, am I the assholes if you want me to read them? Or if you've got anything else you want to talk to? Let's see. we got the clocks rolled back. Uh, I mean, all this other stuff can just be whatever or whenever. What other stuff are you talking about? What other stuff you got? 
Well, most oh. of it's about Diablo 4. <laughs> oh, real quick politics thing, because this made me laugh. You know who Jamie Raskin is? Yeah, you asked me that earlier. Yeah, well, I'm for the podcast, for oh. the purposes of the podcast. Do you know who Jamie Raskin is? Yes. He is a Congress member. Um, he is the head of several committees. Um, he's the guy who, who's been wearing the bandana around because uh, he's been dealing with cancer. So, he is one of the 25 or 30 Democrats who voted against kicking George Santos out of Congress. Um, the, there was a, a group of New York Republicans who got together and put forth this proposal to kick George Santos out of Congress due to his ethical complaints right. and due to the fact that he defrauded the people of New York by right. getting elected under false pretenses. So, and, and, and I th honestly, I think these Republicans are just worried about what it makes them look like to be associated with him, and they want nothing to do with him, right? So... They had a vote the other day, and there were 20 Republicans who voted for kicking him out, and there were like 20 or 30 Democrats who voted against kicking him out. And he, he won the vote easily. It was like 117 for kicking him out and like 300 and something against kicking him out, okay? But it was all Democrats who wanted him out. And, uh, or mostly Democrats who wanted him out and mostly Republicans who wanted him to stay. Well, he, I guess he wrote thank you notes to everybody who voted against kicking him out. Which, you know, that's, that's the nice thing to do, right? I mean, that, you need to write a thank you note <laughs> to somebody who helped you keep your job. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the nice thing. Well, he sent one to Jamie Raskin and Jamie Raskin proofread it, corrected it, and sent it back with a note. That said, um, that said, I appreciate the note. I wish somebody had proofread it first. And then he went on to say that, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he went on to say that it is disgraceful that Santos defrauded the people of New York and he should be out of Congress and don't basically don't get comfortable. And then he said, P.S. It's not, it's not shameful to resign. So I love that for George Santos. <laughs> but you you skipped the main reason why he voted not to. Oh yeah, so Jamie Raskin had it's a... like you skipped the main point yeah. there. Well, Jamie Raskin and believe it or not, Katie Porter also voted against kicking him out. But they both kind of said it for the same reason. Um, they said that um, they didn't want to vote to kick him out because. In all of the history of Congress, they've never kicked somebody out for allegations. Right. They've only kicked people out when they've had actual charges and actual, like, a guilty verdict against them. There you go. Okay. So, um, they're waiting to see what happens when they get the, the letter back from the Ethics Committee, because the Ethics Committee is looking at him right now. And it's possible that the Ethics Committee could could uh, recommend getting rid of him. Now, I don't know who's on the ethics committee. <laughs> I'm hoping it's a bipartisan group because if it's all Republicans, so then they'll never is, get rid of him. He hasn't been found guilty, so they didn't want to set a precedent of start removing somebody who hasn't been found guilty of something. Right. It's just allegations right now. Right. And that's the only reason they said they didn't want to set that precedent. Right. And I, and I respect that. I respect that. 
But that just means that Santos is going to be in Congress until minimum September of next year, which the election is going to be November of next year. So we'll just have to see if he gets kicked out at that point. Right. Or if they even allow him to run again, I'm sure he's probably going to run again. Have you seen some of the some of the um, the the material that he's been giving to people? No. You know the thing that Trump did, where he's like, "It's me, it's you. They're after. I'm just in their way." Yes. Santos is doing the same damn thing. He's sending out flyers that have his picture on them, and they're like, "It's you. They want. I'm just in their way." <laughs> It's like, no, Georgie, I don't think I defrauded the government of the country by lying my way into office. And I don't think I wrote hot checks in Brazil. Like, they're not after right. me. They're after you. Right. But thing is, though, he's playing off of what Trump does. Yeah. People that are fucking stupid and believe whatever they want to tell, whatever they tell them. Yeah, Absolutely. He, he's trying. He's trying to get some of these gullible truck Trump voters. That's all that is. Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's going to work. That's what pisses me off so badly. It's going to work. And it, while we're on the subject of Trump, I got to ask you something. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I know, but I, I have to ask you. Trump has not participated in the debates. He's not participated in, uh, we don't know if he's going to participate in the caucuses or, or you know, how, however that's going to work. If, if he doesn't do the things that a candidate is supposed to do in order to get votes, why on earth would people nominate him to be their, to be their person? Because he doesn't have to do the things. Because they know that he's got all these faithful idiots that are going to vote for him no matter what. Well, couldn't the Republican Party just be like... They don't have no. the balls to do that because they know if they alienate him that a lot of those people that came out and voted that had probably never voted before are going to be like, well, fuck it. Trump ain't there. Ain't no point in me voting. They're not going to get out and vote like they did. Well, they may not get out and vote anyway because Trump has been telling them not to vote. They will. He's been won. he's been saying that the election is rigged and therefore nobody's going to vote. He he said my people are not going to do it. Like uh, I don't understand. I just I just I don't understand how you can take somebody who's so compromised and make him the face of your party and think that you're going to come out unscathed. It's because they know that they don't have a choice. They know that if they like I said, if they alienate Trump, a lot of them are going to be screwed. A lot of them are not going to win their seats back. And it's going to be like, well, this one right here wanted to get rid of Trump. So they're not going to vote for that person because that person wanted to get rid of Trump. I mean, I get that. But I guess what I'm trying to figure out is people only have the power that we allow them to have. And I don't understand why we're allowing this person to have so fucking much power. Because he brought out voters in droves the way Obama did was the first year he ran. A bunch of people voted that year that never, never voted before. Yeah, that's true. And they came back and voted for him again. 
Yeah. But it's just... I mean, Biden won by the skin of his teeth, man. Yeah. It was it was a difference of, I, I think, electoral college speaking, it was a difference of about 60,000 votes yeah. that would have flipped it. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Even though he won by like 7 million total votes. It, it was, yeah. It was 60,000 that could have went the other way. And that would have been it. Yep. Ugh. Okay, I'm tired of talking about politics. Because you know I could talk about it for a while. (laughs) I finally finished Our Flag Means Death, season two. Oh, okay. And it ended with the two of them running a bed and breakfast together. It was very cute. (laughs) (laughs) It made me very happy. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Nobody that we know is watching that show. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's been out for more than a week. If you if you haven't been spoiled by now, that's, that's your own damn fault. <laughs> oh, before you came over here earlier, I had two dogs and a cat, like, snuggled up to me. It was so I thought cute. it was funny earlier when that damn dog come up and climbed up next to me and all but threw himself on his back in my lap. <laughs> Tiny? Yeah. yeah. That was so cute. That he was, like, throwing weird. his head back, and he was, like, trying to go backwards so you would hold him like a baby. He likes his baby loves. That baby is spoiled as hell. I mean, look at him. Look at that little punum. He is spoiled. <clears throat> well, I have got a few. Am I the assholes here? Like I was saying, all the thing else that's been going on with me is Diablo 4 and... Oh, if you want to talk about that, let's talk about that. Uber Unique Farming. Well, tell me, a, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I think we talked about it before on what you had to do to... Because all, all these bosses that they put in the game have a chance of dropping the Uber Uniques, but really the only one that can has a decent, which is still pitiful, drop rate is Duriel. Mm-hmm. But you, like to get to him, you have to go do <coughs> certain things in the, in the little world to get summoning <coughs> parts to call in Vershawn. And then when you beat Vershawn, you get half of the stuff you need to, to summon Duriel. Mm-hmm. Then you have to do these other events to get summoning materials to call in this other boss, uh, Grigori or something. We always just call him George. <laughs> to get this stuff to do the the other half of the materials you need to call in Duriel. And so, and the Uber, Uber Uniques do not drop very often. Uh, I know I've probably been about 30 or 40 of his fights mm-hmm. and I've only gotten, I have actually gotten two, but I know some, I know a guy that I've played with has done more than that and has not gotten one yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy's all he's gotten is one. It was the ring. I think somebody else got the staff, but, uh, I got the, the helmet and the two handed sword. Which are the rarest two to get. Mm-hmm. But the helmet is by far the most rare to get. And you've gotten the helmet. I've gotten the helmet and the sword. Oh, okay. Because the helmet, you know, because like when you're building your character, you put skill points in different things. This helmet gives you a plus four on every single skill you have. Mm-hmm. Like everything. It doesn't matter. If you put one point in it, it's now got five. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Because it adds to everything. Adds to every freaking yeah. thing. And then the sword doesn't add to your skills, but it adds to your attributes. Mm-hmm. Which is your your strength, your dexterity, your intelligence, and your willpower. Mm-hmm. And it adds 108 to each of those. Nice. Yeah. And it, plus it gives you like a shit ton more health and a bunch of other shit. So it's like a really overpowered helmet and really overpowered sword. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was happy I got both of those. And I, and I know one of the other guys I played with, he got the helmet the other night too. And one of the other guys that had all he got was the ring. <laughs> he said he got so pissed off the other dude just disconnected. <laughs> He just rage quit. <laughs> but I kind of felt bad for him. But hopefully he'll get something else soon. But yeah, let's hope. Because you guys have all put in so much work. I mean, you play this game like it's a job. Right? And I'm, I'm sorry. I like Diablo 4. I like going in there and doing those things. But if I have to go over here and do this thing, and then go over here and do this thing, and then go over here and do this thing... Just to be able to do a fourth secret thing. Let me go just kill some enemies. Like, I'm fine with... Like, that's what I want to do. I want to just, like, go kill people and level up and get cool stuff. I don't necessarily want to go on some labyrinthian quest to... That's the best part of it, though. Do a bunch of shit to, to get two points leveling. No, just let me let me kill things and level up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. That you but, have to do extra things to get to this part. Right. But I will say, Diablo appeals to you, and it also appeals to me. Because I don't have to go do all that extra shit. I can go just fight stuff yeah. and do the dungeons and have fun going through the like the partial story mode and like the season mode and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I can have fun doing that while you're off doing your 15 layers deep of whatever the <laughs> fuck you have to do to get your uber uniques. Like I don't give a shit about that. Just let me go fight stuff. Right. So I I, get it. I like that I like that that Diablo kind of does both things. Yeah. It appeals to a wide variety of gamer. Well, that too, and I think they did a really good job with the season cuz they lost so many players in the last month or so of last season. But this season, they added all this extra shit in, and they got a lot of those streamers back. Uh-huh. And so everybody, everybody's liking the crap that they added into this one. So it, it, I enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, got t- several different groups I play with. Like later tonight, I got a group that we're going to be running Durio runs. Mm-hmm. And it's not the other group i ran with before and so this other group we've been saving up materials and we're going to run quite a few of the duriel runs to later tonight <laughs> <laughs> i think we're going to probably end up running about 30 of them nice so hopefully somebody will get one we just have to find a fourth person to jump in with us uh because it actually increases your chances of the uber uber uniques by a certain percent for each player you have in it okay and so, like, if you have four people in there, it's like an extra, it's not much, but it's like an extra 6% or 8% chance you have of somebody getting one. Mm-hmm. But we're going to find somebody that hadn't been running a whole bunch of them. Because, like, no, you ran a bunch. Let's find somebody else. Yeah. But we just got to find somebody that's at least a level 85, because if you're not 85, you have a 0% chance. Now, your 
you being in there will help everybody else's percentage of getting one. But you don't get one. Yeah, it's it is a hundred percent sure you will not get one unless you're at least level eighty five. Okay. So we just got to find somebody else that's at least eighty five. And it's funny because some I'll see on LFG or people are trying to get these basically free runs of Duriel in. Mm-hmm. So it'd be like free Duriel carriers, but you know you bring the materials. Mm-hmm. So what it is is somebody that wants to go in there. Fight Duriel, get their chance for their Ubu Unique without doing all the legwork to get the materials. Uh, no, thank you. They just want to come in and join somebody else's game. I'll carry you through it, you know, I'm killing for you. You just bring your materials. I'm like, dude, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You know? It's not that hard to kill. (laughs) It's not like trying to fight Uber Lilith, which is damn near fucking impossible unless you've got a perfect build for it, but... Oh, speaking of builds, we got our um, D&D builds ready for tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the last time we were able to get together um, as a group was, gosh, was, I don't know, like a month ago? Something like that. We're, we're basically, we're averaging about once a month. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting together, which our game is only supposed to be every other week. So really, it would only be twice, you know, twice a month, but we're barely getting that, uh, barely getting one a month. Uh, because getting seven people together at the same time every single week is really, really fucking tough. So it's been quite a few weeks since we've gotten together, but on our last get-together, we were able to level up due to some combat that we had encountered. And so um, Thomas and I spent the day, or spent a, spent an hour or two talking with the DM um, of our group and getting our characters leveled up and getting everything we need. Yep. I've got some really cool stuff on mine. I'm looking forward to mine and the shit I can pull now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and um, so I don't know when you're going to get the space hamster, but um, the DM is actually going to give that to you. I don't know if you're going to come across it or if you're going to buy it or if it's going to find you. or. But anyway, you're going to get a miniature space hamster that you can carry around in your pocket. I can pull him out once a day, and he will grow to, like, huge, and I can ride him, and I can use him for attacking and yes. strengthening my attacks. And and the mounted combat that we put on yours today means that you are actually stronger when you're riding him. And it's also got a thing on there where if, they're, if the, the bad guys are trying to attack the hamster, you can redirect them back up to you so that you can absorb the hits and your hamster won't take a hit, and then you can, like... Retaliate. Retaliate against yeah, don't them. Don't be fucking with my hamster. I'll kick your <laughs> ass. And I've got like the, I, oh, I'm looking forward to like the push one. So like if we're at the edge of a cliff or if we're on our ship, mm-hmm. if somebody gets within 15 feet of that edge, guess what, motherfucker? You're getting pushed off. That's right. You're getting thrown off. Thomas's character is a Goliath. And yep. he's a big, giant beast of a man. And... He can he he's been wanting to do like Goliath things like stomp on people and rip them in half and you know pick two people up and clap them together right right <laughs> you know just like like brute force type Goliath stuff and he really hadn't gotten to do a whole lot of that but I think we've got your build jiggered where you can yep I can now and that's what I'm gonna do tomorrow and I am the way that I'm doing my build my warlock build is I have got her 
because I, I told the DM, I was like, look, when you're helping me set this up, I want you to imagine the Scarlet Witch in the first movie when she was like fucking with people's brains. I want to be able to do that. Right. Like, that's how I want my build. I want to be able to go up to somebody and influence them. Because when I rolled for all my stats, my charisma was super, super high. Yeah. Super high. Like, ridiculously high. And so I've got, like, a ton of charisma. Well, we kind of leaned into that. And I, and instead of where you chose a feat on, on a level four, I chose attribute points. And we put those attribute points in my charisma. So I could, um, I could enhance the charisma even more. Also, I have an invisibility spell. And I also have, um, oh, so, you know, on, on, your, uh, on your rogue build, the, the, the swords, the swords build, where you have the, like the spinning swords that go around you. Mm-hmm. I have that on my character. The twisting blades. Yeah, I, ha- I have, uh, I, f- I forget what it's called, but um, like if, and it's one of those things that I can, that I can call at any time. It doesn't cost me an action and it doesn't cost me a spell because it's a cantrip. So if somebody ambushes me or gets too close to me or surprises me in any way, I can cast that cantrip and hit them with a bunch of swords and then like jump out of the way. Hell yeah. So that's my little get out of jail free card. I also have um, Armor of Agathis, which is when I I can, if, if I know we're fixing to go into battle, I can cast it on myself and I have a frost armor that happens and I get five extra hit points. Which is really cool because it'll take longer to kill me that way. Um, <clears throat> I also have um, a, and I can't remember. I can't remember what all these spells are called, but one of the spells um, I can influence you. I, it's it's basically a Jedi mind trick. Oh, I can cool. influence you and make you do what I want you to do for an, for eight hours. You have to do exactly what I tell you to do. And that goes off my charisma bonus, and that goes off everything. And then I have one where I can, um, where I can influence somebody to tell me things or to think that I'm a friend, whether I'm a friend or not. But if I use that one, as soon as it's over with, they know that I have used it, and it makes them mad. <laughs> so I have to be real careful who I use that one on, because if it's a bad guy, they could retaliate against me. And if it's a good guy that gets mad at me, they could retaliate later based on what your DM wants them to do. Gotcha. So you have to watch out for that sort of stuff. So I'm turning my I'm turning this this warlock build that I have into a very kind of witchy a witchy pirate character. Where she's just gonna like So if we're on a ship and we get approached by another ship. And one of those guys manages to get onto our ship, and you take control of him. You could tell him, "Hey, you need to walk across that plank from this ship back to your ship." But there is no plank. Yeah, I could. So they just. Now, the the things that I can control them to do, I can't say go kill yourself. I can't say fall on your own sword. I can't say... No, but you could tell them to walk that that. way and they fall off. The stuff that I tell them to do has to sound like a good idea. Yeah. Hey, you need to go... You forgot like one of your weapons. You need to walk back 
crawl across that plank to your other ship. You need to jump back to your other ship. You need to yeah. walk back to your other ship to get what you need. Yeah. I you get your better weapon. 100% could. And then they just walk off because there is no plank. Yes. 100%. See? Good idea. Oh, Hex is another one that I have where I can cast that on anything that's in front of me that I can see. And it gives them, um, I believe it's 1d6 necrotic damage. So whenever they take a hit from somebody, not only do they take the hit and the damage off that hit, but they have to roll a 1d6 to find out how much necrotic damage is added to that hit. Ah. So that'll be, a, that'll be a useful one as well. Because it basically it just enhances anything that you guys do to whatever the bad guy is. It enhances everything. So that okay. should be a lot of fun. All right. Am I the asshole? Let's go. Because I'm oh, starting. Am I we the can't asshole? load too much longer because I am freaking hungry. Well, is Parker making hamburgers tonight? We're doing hamburgers or tacos, one of the two. I don't care. I just know I am freaking hungry and I am ready to eat. Honestly, I would prefer tacos tonight. Then let's do tacos. I don't care. I'm just hungry. Am I the asshole for telling my yes. daughter she oh. made it clear that she has no mother and having a long list to do that uh, it, in order to move back in? Oh, hold on. Run that by me again now? Am I the asshole? Mm-hmm. By telling my daughter that she made it clear that she has no mother, and by having a long list of things she must do in order to move back in. <laughs> that her daughter said that she doesn't have a mother anymore. Yes. And so she said, if you're going to move back in here with me, here's a list of things you have to do before you can move back in. Yes. I guess that depends on the list. I will keep the background short. I divorced my ex-husband when my daughter was 10. I got the house but was a stay-at-home mom, so I had trouble making ends meet. So after lots of budgeting, after I got a job in my field again, my ex didn't have this problem and could spoil my daughter. He spoiled her rotten, and it really affected our relationship. I would tell her I couldn't afford to get her a $1,000 laptop, and it would cause a huge argument about how dad is better. I tried to get her a job. An argument happened. When she was 17, she decided to drop out of high school. I told her no. She told me it was her life and she would do what she wants. Another argument and she left to live with dad permanently. I tried to contact her multiple times, but she told me I wasn't her mother anymore and to leave her alone. She is now 21 and her dad has gotten remarried and basically kicked her out. She called me and we met up. She wants to move back in and I told her only under these conditions. Number one, she needs to get her GED. Number two, she needs to be working a job of 25 hours plus a week. Number three, she needs to be looking into what her career will be and either go to a trade school or go to college. Number four, she won't need to pay rent, but she needs to buy her own stuff like clothes and personal items. Number five, she needs to contribute to the shared areas, such as chores, because she refused to do them as a kid. Number six, no partying lifestyle. She needs to focus on getting her life together and not going out every night like she used to. Save it for the weekend. She called me a crazy jerk and that I am a shit mother. I informed her she made it clear she has no mother. She stormed out and I am currently getting texts. Am I the asshole? Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say hell no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say absolutely freaking, in no universe is this woman the asshole. No. With these facts. I mean, as long as she didn't leave anything out. Because you know how these stories are. Right. As long as she is giving an accurate portrayal 
an accurate view of what happened. I think that daughter is a piece of shit. The dad is a piece of shit. And it sounds like they made their bed and they're going to have to lay in it. I agree. And then part of my mother's heart sits there and goes, but that's your baby and you don't want to kick her out. You know right. what I mean? Like, you don't want to... But if she's being a, if she's being an asshole to you, what can you do? I mean, there's no reason to take abuse. No. But I, mean, I don't think it's wrong to expect more out of the kid if the kid is going to... Even I say kid, but they're 21... If they're coming back to live with you. Yeah. It's like, it's not going to be just a free ride. Yeah. You can't just live here and do whatever the fuck you want. This is my roof. You know, you're going to go get a job. You're going to go back to school. You're going to figure out what you're going to do with your life. I'm going to help you get back on the path you need to be on. You're not going to go out spending your money partying and drinking. Because it's either live here with me. Or you're going to have to get a job anyway because you got to get your own damn place. Because Dad's not letting you stay there. And I bet your friends aren't going to let you couch surf forever. Yep. I don't think she was unreasonable at all. Nah, I think she's alright. Okay, not the asshole. Am I the asshole for telling my future daughter-in-law that I'm not giving her money for her wedding anymore? For giving my future daughter-in-law... That she's not going to give her money for the wedding anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I say, I think you need more details. <laughs> there's, there's more to this story. Originally, I was going to help my son and his girlfriend, Sammy, for their wedding, giving them money because they both work at a restaurant for minimum wage. So far, my relationship with Sammy was okay, but I noticed she has a habit of buying clothes outside of her means. I see her with those YSL bags, and she wears Golden Goose sneakers. Not your money, lady. She can spend it on whatever she wants to spend it on. But anyway, didn't mean to interrupt the story. Wedding dress shopping was a nightmare because she insisted on a $10,000 dress while I went with her mother and the bridesmaids. I asked her, doesn't that seem excessive for a small wedding you're having? And she said, since I'm paying for the weddings, I can afford the dress I want. So mom, mother-in-law is paying for the wedding so she can get whatever the fuck she wants, is what daughter-in-law said. Her getting a $10,000 dress defeats my whole purpose of paying for the wedding because I didn't want my son to be in a boatload of debt. It started as an argument with her mother about how her daughter is a princess, and I said, no, her daughter works at Chili's and doesn't even have a high school education. While my son has been taking classes at a community college so he doesn't take out a student loan. I also pay for the school. Everyone was extremely angry with, angry with me after that and I told my son I would no longer support his marriage and I will take the wedding funds for his education but please don't marry Sammy. He hasn't been talking to me saying he loves her and it was really awful of me to withdraw money from the weddings because Sammy and her mom put the down payment of the dress on Sammy's mom's credit card. As of right now, if I don't help p paying with the wedding, I'm not invited. If I do help, if I do not help paying for it. My son is asking stupid about the whole thing, and I don't know how to talk some sense into him without being an even bigger asshole. So am I the asshole? <laughs> I know how I want to answer this one. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like you said, what the kid spends the money on, parent, but I don't think... Oh. 
I don't think she was completely in the wrong, but I think she is being a little bit of an asshole about it. A little bit? You know what I mean? I think everybody in this situation is an asshole. Yeah. I think daughter-in-law is an asshole. I think mom of daughter-in-law is an asshole. I think mother-in-law is an asshole. I think they're all assholes. And I think they're all entitled bullshit, and I think they all hate each other. Probably. And I don't think mother-in-law wants daughter-in-law to marry son to begin with. Like, I think that this was a convenient excuse to tell him, don't marry this woman. Yeah, I don't think he liked the... I don't think she liked the son's fiance anyway. I don't... No. I don't think she... She's like, we get along. No, you don't fucking get along. (laughs) You wouldn't have said that to her mother about her not being a princess and only working at Chili's with no education if you liked her. Exactly. That is a bitchy mother-in-law statement. That's all that is. And then she was, like, shocked when everybody got mad at her. It's like... (laughs) I realize what you said was the truth, but it's how you said it. (laughs) You were an asshole. Other mom was an asshole. But I I agree with one part of it. I'm sorry. Spending that much money on a dress that you're going to wear one time for a couple of hours... Dumb. ...is fucking stupid. So, our wedding. Had I the chance to go back and do it again, you and I would probably not have a wedding. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. We wouldn't have one. Because we had the courthouse wedding in January when my dad married us in the front of the church. But it was, essentially, it was all it was was a little ceremony so we could sign the, the marriage license. That was it. Right. That was, that was fucking it. Just to get us married on paper. And the only reason that we had the wedding four months, uh, three months later is because I said I, want the, I wanted the pictures. We never opened that, that photo album. I, I can't tell you the last time that we looked at the wedding pictures. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Now, my wedding dress was, zero. was free. And, and it was it was like it was the wedding dress I would have picked out had I gone to a bridal shop and picked out a wedding dress. It was like exactly my style, and but it was, it was free. one that my sister had purchased mm-hmm. with the intent to have it dyed black. Yep, because she was going to go as bride of Frankenstein for Halloween that went that next year. Yeah, but she ended up not getting it dyed. She just didn't have the time to and do it. And asked you to come look at it, see if you wanted it, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is awesome." <laughs> yeah, it was like the perfect dress. It was it was my size. It fit me. It yeah. didn't even really have to be altered. It had to be cut short a little bit because it was a little too short. I mean, a little too, too long. long. But like that was the only alterations that had to be done. It, I mean, it, like it was the perfect dress and it was free. Yeah. I still have it in there somewhere. I need to I need to take it down to Goodwill. Let somebody else. <laughs> I mean, like even like our like the groom's cake, my sister made it. Yeah. Our wedding pictures were a gift. Yeah. I think I think our wedding, all told, I think mom might have spent maybe two thousand bucks on it. I doubt maybe. She, I don't think it spent that much. And that was on flowers and. Like, we had decorations and stuff in the church, but we didn't even really have that many decorations. Mm-mm. I bet you she didn't spend even half that. Yeah, she, she may not have. I mean, our wedding was dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe on the food, because we did have some finger foods out. Yeah. But I, They may have spent some money on the food, but... I'm, I'm sorry. Small weddings are where it's at. Yep. Small, cheap weddings, because honestly... If you want to throw a party for your friends, just throw a fucking party. 
Because, like, my first wedding was in a big church. Now, the only reason we had so many decorations was because of her uncle. Mm -hmm. Her uncle that owned the botanical gardens in the Nevis West Indies. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a wedding gift, now this is granted because this is something we didn't have to pay for. He said he would provide whatever flowers that she wanted for the wedding. Mm -hmm. And she said she wanted tulips. And so that's what he sent Mm -hmm. for this girl, this wedding planner, right? She did not realize how many he was sending. Mm -hmm. She was putting tulips everywhere in that church she could find. She made flower arrangements for every table that was around the church somewhere. (laughs) Every woman that was involved in the church got a flower arrangement with tulips. He sent 2,000 tulips (laughs) is what he sent. From the West Nevis. There is no telling how much that cost him. Because tulips are not cheap. It was his gardens. They came from him. I know, but I'm saying there's no telling how much that cost. To ship them there. That and, and just like, what would he have sold those for if that was from his garden, you know? Because like, yeah. tulips are not a cheap flower. But he but she said that she wanted some tulips and asked if he could send some tulips. He said, yeah, I'll send you some. That's all he said. He never said advance how many he was fucking sending. Hey, you he remember liking tulips? I bet you won't after this. <laughs> 2,000 of these damn things. Jeez. I mean, they were fucking everywhere. Jeez. Everywhere there was tulips. It was crazy. God dang. And that poor girl was like, I don't know what to do with all of these. <laughs> like, she was just desperately trying to find places to put tulips when it was said and done. And this is the X. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. There was a lot of tulips. I mean, they were really pretty, but... Ooh. Yeah, tulips are very pretty. They're even better than uh, roses on your piano. But it was... Like I said, it was the big wedding, the big reception, everything. Well, see, okay, so this is this is my personal opinion about weddings. Have the small wedding, have the courthouse wedding, and if you want to get everybody together and throw a big giant party, do it. But don't sit there and spend $60,000 when you could take that money and put it on a fucking house. Yeah. Or buy, I mean, pay off your car or go on a honeymoon, go on a badass honeymoon, you know. But the wedding industry is such a massive, massive industry, and it's for one day of your life. One day. And people are spending tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on this on this giant party. Like, I mean, great, cool. <laughs> and if that's what you want to do, great, go do it. Awesome. Not my thing. Not my thing. Now, I think uh, we, we've actually been talking about this. Um, I think when we hit 20, we're going to do a vow renewal, aren't we? I think so. And maybe we'll do something, like have like a little party then? I would, I would like to do something. I think it'd be neat. So we'll hit what, 18 this next year? 17. 17? Uh huh. What's next year? 2024? 24. 17. Okay, 17. Okay. Yep. We've been together for 18. Right. But we've been married for 17. That's a long time. (laughs) So that's in 2024. So in 2027. Yeah. 20 years. 
But you never thought you'd be married to the same person for 20 years, would you? <laughs> I mean, you ditched the first one after six and a half. <laughs> well, the first one was fucking psycho. <laughs> and you know what? You hear him say that. It is so funny because when you hear the story of, of a divorce... You always only hear one side or the other side. It's very rare to hear both sides, right? And so when you hear somebody complain about their significant other that they have divorced from, you should always take it with a grain of salt because they're only giving you their side of the story and they're going to make side. it they're going to make it sound as good for themselves as possible. It's yeah. just yeah, I mean it's just part of it. So when Thomas is sitting there telling me all these stories of his ex-wife, <laughs> I'm t- I'm like, okay, well she probably wasn't that bad. It wasn't wasn't that big of a deal. No, wrong, there's, wrong, there's no wrong, wrong. Well, I got friended on Facebook one day by one of her friends. But there was who a, wanted to know me. But it was a group. It was a that whole family. I've known for years. Right, but they were friends with her. Well, the one that the one that contacted, contacted me. me was more. I was friends with the brother. Yeah, and she was friends with with this girl. Right, and so. She contacted me, I guess, because she wanted to know who I was and just just to know me or whatever because I was hooked up with you and everything, and she was just curious. Right. We got to talking. Turns out they all had bets on when Thomas's marriage was going to end mm. because she was so goddamn mean to him. Uh, those are her words. Those are, those are the girl's words that contacted me. The ex-wife was so mean to him, they had a bet on how long it was going to take for her to drive him away. Six and a half years. <laughs> and I'll never forget the, the the verbal abuse I got from my cousin's wife whenever that was that was over with. <laughs> Let me tell you what I think about that. Not you're not with her anymore. Let me tell you what I think about that. <laughs> I think she's a bitch. I think she's always been a bitch. I fucking hated her because I saw how she treated you, and she can go to hell. And she just went on and on, and I was like, "Jeez, ma'am, go tell me what you really think." Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I got an earful that day. Her husband is the one that called me by your ex-wife's name that time, though. Yeah. <laughs> Twice in the Twice. same. We were playing spades. And when he said that first time, I looked over at him. He was just like, "Oh my god, I'm about to die." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it till the second time. That was funny, though. Because that look on your cousin's face when I looked over at him. <laughs> he was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I'm not that I'm not that insecure. Like, I, right. like, I don't care. It's like, whatever. You, I would think it's weird if you didn't screw up like that. Because you were with her for six years. Six and a half years. That, that was a huge part of your life. Well, I was married to her for six and a half years. Together for probably seven and a half. Yeah, well, seven I mean, that's not an insignificant period of time that you're with one person, and they are in every aspect of your life. Like, if something were to happen to me, and you were to go on and get remarried for the third time, Ross Geller, um, <laughs> um, I would expect my name to come up. You know, because... I was a part of your life for 17 years. You know, it would be weird if it didn't. Yeah. Am I the asshole? Yes. Oh. For not wanting to help my wife's sister? Nope. 
I think that I think you're bringing your personal feelings into this. Well, it depends on what my wife's sister was needing help with. My wife, 32, has a sister who's 15 who recently gave birth. Short backstory. This girl had a good family situation. The parents were strict, but she had a roof over her head, food, clothes, support, etc. Well, as all teens do, she decides to be a rebel, wants to run away. She ran away for about six months, got pregnant, then came home crying to her parents. Mom, at this point, is giving her the tough love approach. This is your fuck up. You got to deal with it. So that's what mom's doing. After she had given birth, she's been complaining to my wife, pretty much woe is me, and my wife has been making it a habit to drive nearly two hours every other day to pick this girl up and cater to her and help her. Here's my issue. When she's here, she just lets her kid cry, doesn't contribute to helping my wife cook or clean or anything, pretty much letting my wife serve her, which I'm guessing doesn't happen at her house. My issue is that I'm at my wit's end, and seeing my wife being run ragged trying to maintain our household, take care of our three kids, and then taking care of the burden of a 15-year-old mother. Would I be the asshole if I say it's time for her to stay at her place and do a little growing up? Well, one thing I took from that is apparently the husband feels like he plays no part in raising his own kids. That's what I took <laughs> I from that. I caught that too. Right? I caught that. I caught that. Apparently, he, he's like, she's got enough raising our kids. Side note, before people ask, I do help my wife clean and maintain the house okay, as much as I can. As I work an hour away in the military and I'm a part-time student. Okay. At least he does try to do his part. When men say, I help clean and help with the kids, it doesn't mean the same thing as a woman saying it. Right. I agree with that. Okay. So when he says that, I'm thinking she tells him to go pick up and then he picks up, but she has to do the emotional labor of making him do the thing that he should be doing without her telling him. Right. Now, what does she do? It does not say. I mean, now granted, like I feel like if she's a stay-at-home mom, then yes, her home responsibilities... If you have a stay-at-home parent, that parent's home responsibilities, I think, should be more than the parent that is out working. Well, yeah, because that's their, that's their quote-unquote job. Right. Like I said, whenever I get to be a stay-at-home dad, stay-at-home husband, you will have no housework. (laughs) Well, It'll be me. I say the stay-at-home parent, that's their job to a point. So yeah, I I just want to say the most of it should be that stay-at-home During the day, they they clean, they cook, they take care of whatever minor children, you know, uh, underage children are not at school, things like that. When dad gets home, at that point, it becomes a shared responsibility. And mom shouldn't have to do it, whether she's a stay-at-home parent or not. Well, yeah, because she's been, but it's it's, it still, to me, should lean more toward that stay-at-home parent, even when both parents are there. I disagree. I disagree. Because being a stay-at-home parent is... I know... I know it could be a more mentally tasking job than being out at a work at a job job. Yes. Especially when you're dealing with children under the age of five or six that are not going to school. Right. I mean... You've got it, them there all day. By the time another parent gets home, you're like, oh my God, please take them. Yes. But then again, 
you don't want to, because that'll cause resentment if that other parent that's out working thinks that soon as soon as that parent comes home, the other one goes, "Fuck it, they're yours now." And you're I like, agree. Shit, dude, I just got home from work. Let me give me a chance to decompress for a second before you throw all this shit on me. I agree. So that's why I said when the working parent gets home. It's, it becomes a shared responsibility yes. from the moment they walk through the front door. It shouldn't always be mom going to take care of the crying baby. It shouldn't always be mom cleaning the mess. Or on dad. The floor. Or, or dad. They should take turns doing it. That's, that's what I mean. Because just like the parent that's been working all day wants a chance to decompress, if you're a stay-at-home parent, you never have a chance to decompress. Right. Because you're always dealing with some kind of family drama. But see, that's like if I was in the situation where I was the working parent and the and my and like say like you were a stay at home, I would make sure okay, like you like say you were dealing with these if we had younger kids, right? It would be okay, well now that I'm home, I would want to figure out what do you need to decompress? Do you need me to like, just try to take care of the kids while you sit down and watch TV. Would you feel better if, hey, I took the kids out for a drive or something, just to give you some a little bit of quiet time? Mm-hmm. You know, because you, you, everybody, I don't care if you're a stay-at-home parent, if you're a working parent, everybody needs me time. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, where you can just like, What's the word I'm looking for? Decompress. Kind of like zone out into your own little world for a little while. And not have to worry about, are you ignoring somebody? Mm-hmm. Because if you're the only one there, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're ignoring somebody. Because it's just, it's just you doing your thing, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I, think, I think you and I have both been real good about taking the burden off of each other, especially where the kids, where the kids are concerned. We've always been real good about kind of checking in with the other person and making sure the other person is not overwhelmed right. with what they've got to do. Um, <clears throat> there's been, and, and we've had discussions when the other person wasn't necessarily pulling their weight too, because, um, I don't pull my weight when it comes to house cleaning. I have a really bad habit of just letting that shit just pile up. And you, it would always get really frustrating for you. And you had to talk to me about, look, you've got to help me with this. Because you were doing 99% of the housework. Yeah. And I wasn't. And I think now, especially here recently, it's a lot more Equitable. Well, I think during that, I'm not sure if you exactly touched on this or not, but the reason I was doing most of it back then is because I know of the, I knew of the issues you were going through that you don't really have now. 
on my depression and right yeah and so my unmedicated mental illnesses that had not been diagnosed yet that we didn't know what was going on right and so i was trying to do everything i could to take as much off of you as i possibly could because you had enough going on yeah well i I was completely checked out for yeah several years yeah because i was depressed all the time and didn't know why yeah and didn't know how to get help and didn't know how to get treatment and definitely was not on medication for it. And I was completely checked out. I was checked out of your life. I was checked out of the kids' lives. And you have no idea how much I appreciate you stepping up and being the parent that you were and are. I while like I was, that. I were. Yeah. Like how you corrected. I mean, I mean, are you? You are, <laughs> honey. You, yeah. Not, not, not that you were. That you are. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant to say, that you are. <laughs> uh-huh. But since I've gotten better, I think we both do a good job of, you know, kind of helping. And the only thing that I've ever had to ask you to help me on is there was a, there was a time where I was doing all of the emotional labor for the entire house. And that was, that was really getting overwhelming. Um, because I was the only one thinking about when do they need doctor's visits? When do they need to go to the dentist? When do they need to get eye exams? Um, what stuff do they have do, that they're doing at school? You know, we got to go get clothes for them. Oh, I got bills to pay. Oh, I got the, you know, and so I was doing it. I know I wasn't doing a hundred percent of, of the emotional labor in the house, but at times it felt like I was. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I know that I wasn't because you've always been really good about shouldering your half of the burden, but it felt like I was. It's not that you wouldn't do it. It's just that I had to tell you, hey, let's do this thing. And now especially you've gotten a whole lot better about being more proactive with getting the thing done. Right. I try. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're, you're like awesome at it. So... <laughs> But we still haven't figured out if this uh, guy is an asshole for not wanting to help the wife's sister. <laughs> All right, finish it up. That was it. Oh, I, th- I thought you were like... No, that, was, that was the whole thing. Here's my issue. When she's here, she just lets her kid cry, doesn't contribute to helping my wife cook or clean or anything, pretty much letting my wife serve her. My issue is um, at my wit's end seeing my wife being run ragged, trying to maintain our household, take care of our three kids, and then taking on the burden of a 15-year-old mother. Would I be the asshole if I say it's time for her to stay at her place and do a little growing up? Mm-mm. See, I disagree with you. I disagree with you. And the reason I disagree with you is because this girl is fucking 15 and she needs all the help she can get. But that's her parents' job, not the sister's job. Um, let's see... Sister-in-law's mom adopted the sister. So, wife's mom abandoned the sister, and the aunt had to adopt her. So, this girl has been through some shit. She got abandoned by her parent. After she moved out? After no. After she ran away? No. Before she ran away. Huh. So, she's been... Um, she grew up in a strict household after losing a parent, or, well, essentially losing both parents. Gets pregnant at 15, and they're apparently expecting her to act like an adult right now. She's fucking 15. 
I don't. I, I think he's an asshole. I know you don't think he is, but I do. I mean, helping her out to I think it needs to be an extent. It's like, okay, you know what? We're gonna help you out, right? You're gonna come stay with us. We're gonna do everything we can to help you. But you're gonna get off your ass and do shit here. You're not here for my wife, my wife, to cater to your every fucking needs. You're going to pull your own weight, or you're going to get the fuck out. Well, let me let me ask you this. I wonder if wife is treating her like that because she's technically a guest. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a guest, you don't make them help you clean up. A guest is someone that comes and goes. She does come and go every other day. I think it... I th- I want to know, has the wife complained about this? Because if the wife has not complained about this, I don't think it's his right to complain about it. It it is, because if I see someone... Because in his eyes, his wife is being taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, a guy is going to get very, very defensive if he sees his wife being taken advantage of. And I guarantee you that's how he's looking at that because that's how I would look at that situation. Well, I wonder if he's talked to his wife about this. Who knows? But I'm just saying, I mean, mm -mm. (laughs) So we're going to have to disagree on this one. (laughs) We can, but we can agree that you're wrong. (laughs) I can't force you to be right on this one. I, I just, I think there's more to it than what we're seeing. Let me put it that way. Yeah. I think there's more to it. Okay, um, how much time we got? We're okay, at an hour I, and 25. We need to shut this off because I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. I know. I'm hungry. I got, one, do I got one more. One, just one freaking more. <laughs> it's not going to be quick, though. Damn it. It is going to be quick. So I love Halloween. I love making costumes, and I put a lot of effort into it. My friend hosted a big Halloween party at her place and said there would be a costume contest for who had the best Halloween costume under $50. Third and second place would win $25, and first place would win $50. So not a huge money prize, but enough to offset the price, price of the costume, and to me it was more about the fun of the game. I wanted to win, so I pulled out all the stops and went as Zorro from One Piece and only had to buy $40 worth of materials. When I got to the party, I saw the other costumes, and there were some fierce competitors, but honestly I think I had the best costume. I thought maybe it was too obscure for people who don't know anything about anime that it might not go well, but it was a good costume. When the winners were announced, I got second. This bummed me out, kind of, but still I did well again, and if I went with something more ubiquitous, maybe people would have got it. However, the issue arose when they announced first place. First place was a dog dressed like a pirate in one of those shitty Party City pirate costumes. So if I had lost to another person, I wouldn't have cared, but I had a few drinks in me and my inhibitions were lowered, and it was a fucking dog. So I out loud asked the host, really, the dog one? And she said yes and was gushing about how cute he looked. I said that it was a dog, and it didn't even have a say in what was going on. I told her that this didn't seem exactly fair. She told me to lighten up and that it was supposed to be fun. I told her it's ridiculous that she's about to give the $50 prize to the owner for spending 20 bucks on a cheap Walmart dog costume when me and whoever was in third place actually made our costumes. She got mad that I called her ridiculous and things kind of escalated into a full-blown argument that required my friend breaking us up. I was then kicked out of the party for embarrassing the host. So I don't think I'm the asshole because, like, obviously that's not fair. If it was a dog costume contest, but having a bunch of people compete and lose to someone's inbred bulldog is so fucking unfair. I think I was justified in saying what I said. 
People there said that I should have just taken the 25 and called it a day. Am I the asshole? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Bit of an overreaction there. 100%. Can you believe he started a fight that they had to be broken up? Like they had to be pulled apart? Over $25. Over $25 and a dog. It's a fucking dog. Like, get over yourself. It is a fun costume contest, and you were taking this way too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and if the costumes were supposed to be less than $50, who gives a shit if they bought a shitty $20 Walmart costume? These are not going to be good costumes. They're not going to be like your cosplay stuff that's going to cost you thousands of dollars to put together. <laughs> Okay, that's the last one I had. <laughs> Are you ready to get something to eat? I'm fucking starving. I'm starting to get a headache. That's because of all the wine you've had. I haven't even had a full bottle. <laughs> I've had like one glass. My head's fucking killing me because I'm hungry. Okay, we'll go. You can reach us on the socials at Cricket Shay. On basically everything except for threads and Instagram. And that's at Cricket Shay 1. Um, Thomas didn't have socials, so, you know, get him on Facebook, maybe. Sometimes he goes on there. Every now and then. Every now and then. Uh, you can text me, you can email me, you can.